and welcome to Bundle Buzz. We are so excited to have you listening today. I am Cassie, and I'm joined by my sister, Jackie. And we are the creators of Bundle, as many of you know. We create custom board games for families and friends and couples, you name it. And through the experience of making games, we have loved hearing people's stories. That's why we love making the games. We love hearing about people's memories and traditions. And so we thought Bundle Buzz could be a great forum for us to share these stories with all of you. And so we're launching Bundle Buzz, so excited. And so we're, we're ready to jump into today's episode. We have an amazing guest with us today. Man, the myth, the legend, one of my favorite comedians, one of the most hilarious guys in the world. I'm really, you know, pumping him up here. John Marco Cerezi, welcome to Bundle Buzz. Hello. I remember, Jackie, you were, now that you said that, you were at one of my, my earliest stand up comedy shows. I don't know if you remember that one, but uh, uh, I actually don't know if you remember that one, if you know what I mean. But uh, I'm very happy to be here. Referencing is that I was a little tipsy after during that show. Cassie was there as well. Really? I was there. I remember some of the jokes about the Whole Foods uh, coming into the neighborhood. Uh huh. Uh huh. (laughs) I will say I don't remember a lot. And John Marco, I. I am so sorry for that, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I have been a very big supporter of the Downside Podcast. Can you tell everyone a little bit about what you do, your podcast, your whole sure, vibe? Sure, sure. So I'm a, I'm a failed actor turned stand-up comedian, and uh, I also do podcasting. It's called The Downside, where I interview people about the negatives in life, and it's uh, very Jewish at the end of the day, because we, we love to complain. And it's just a place people can uh, actually share how they feel without someone being like, well, you know, count your blessings. So yeah, that's me. That's who I am. The, the podcast is so good. It's so funny. It's so witty. We are big, big fans of it. Okay, so John Marco, you filled out our bundle blueprint, which is how we make our bundle games, our custom games. So we did a deep dive on your social media. You told us about yourself, and now we have created a living bundle game for you to play. Are you ready? Uh, Yeah, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Okay, John Marco, the very first segment that we're going to play today is called Name... Four. In this segment, John Marco, we will ask you to name four things in a particular category, and then you will name them. And if we think you did a good job, you will get a point. Great. Great. I got it. Got it. Easy enough. Okay. Um, I have a feeling this question will be pretty easy for you, given, you know, the whole focus of the Downside podcast. So, John Marco, your name four question is, name four of your biggest pet peeves. Uh, Slow walkers. Slow walkers. Oh, my biggest pet peeves. Were you saying Mm. slow walkers twice? Like you hate them that much that they're two at your four? That's how much I hate them. That's how much I hate them. And I was just in Canada. This is a new one. Slow elevator emergers. Just get off. This was an elevator with two floors. You're not on the floor you started on. That's the floor. Time to go. No need to establish it. There's no other floors. Uh, Slow walkers. 
Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. I guess uh, people who are late. I don't like that. Um, oh my gosh, I I have so many things. I'm overwhelmed by the the amount. I hate uh weight music. Like uh, I'm done with weight music. It makes me very upset. And they can't turn it off. I asked American Express recently. I said, don't put the music on. They said, there's no other option. Uh, packages getting stolen. Can't stand that. Can't stand that. Um, 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 um. I don't like when workout classes make me clean off the equipment. <laughs> because you charge me $40 to go on a treadmill and someone yell faster. And maybe, maybe that money should go to at least the cleaning of the treadmill. Oh, God, there's so many. You're just blowing past the four that we requested here, and and that's fine. You you go ahead, keep on these, going. These are so. Is this is this about like what I remember saying? Is that oh, part no, no, of? No. Oh, oh, so that's a good question. So on your bundle blueprint, yes, you told us some of your pet peeves, but no, John Marco, that was just to give us a shape of your your oh. you. You've already nailed it. You've already completely. I mean, we were just gonna. Yeah, you've already got oh, the point. Oh, good. Okay, good. I thought that could just be the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, if you had your druthers, I think so. Sure. So are you ready for our second segment? Yeah. Okay. It is time for you to pick your destiny. Okay. So in this segment, it's kind of like a chance card in Monopoly. Something good is going to happen or something bad is going to happen. And this is lifted from your real life stories. Are you ready? Yes. John Marco's dad has heart surgery and does a reading of his will for John Marco's girlfriend and his own girlfriend, who is John Marco's age. Painfully awkward is an understatement. Lose one point. Can you elaborate on this story? Wait, did I did I just lose a point because of my dad's actions? <laughs> I mean, you're used to that though, right? Sure. Yes, that is true. Uh, what did you just happen to do? Elaborate? I would love to know the background behind this story. What What happened? Sure. So I was I was supposed to headline a comedy club called Looney Bin in Oklahoma City. And uh, suddenly my dad called. He said he was having a quintuple bypass. And he said the, the chances of death on the table were were one point five percent. And and I was like, is that high enough for me to visit? And uh, he said, well, he wanted to read the will. He wanted to read his will. And that made me that made me cry because I think it's the first time I realized I might not need a second job. So I <laughs> I went down and uh, I did. I brought my girlfriend. This was my girlfriend's first time meeting my dad uh, and my dad's girlfriend. And it's weird because my dad's girlfriend is younger than my girlfriend. So the doctor it was very embarrassing when the doctor came in. The doctor thought that my girlfriend was my dad's wife. And the doctor thought that my dad's girlfriend was my daughter. So it was all very uncomfortable and strange. Wait, I'm sorry, wow. <laughs> it was very and then and then basically my daddy wanted to record the will. Uh, uh, like he didn't you you know, you're supposed to go to like a notary or whatever, but we didn't have that. So he was like, I'll film it. So my girlfriend, first time meeting my dad, known him for two minutes at most, is filming on an iPhone, my dad reading his will next to, 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 to his girlfriend and me. It was awful because like my girlfriend had to watch this. I had to watch her realize she had made a terrible financial investment. And, <laughs> and then my, my sister was there on speakerphone because I guess she, she was free for that part at least. And uh, 
she got very upset because my dad's new girlfriend was in the will. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I had to talk to her after I said, you know, I had to explain to her that if you blow a 68 year old man, you get to be in the will. Like, that's just like, <laughs> if you invest, if you invest that much in the company, you're entitled to stock options. I mean, I mean, I said, I told her we should be thankful. We, we'd be splitting it four ways if she didn't swallow. So it was just, uh, <laughs> and you know, it was emotional. It was, it was an emotional time. At one point the nurse played a video on, on an iPad, uh, it was like a, a, you know, a fake family taking care of a dad after heart surgery. That, that really got me because I had auditioned for The Sun. And then, <laughs> you know, my dad, he told me we've, we've fallen apart in the last couple of years. We have a tough relationship, obviously, from every joke I've, I've shared. But he told me, he said, son, if, if, I, if I die, I want you to know that I'll, I'll be at all your shows in spirit. And I was like, I was like wow, just like when you were alive. <laughs> and uh, luckily, he he made it through. He made it through. the The doctor told me that the surgery was so successful that well, my dad's uh, fully recovered. It's a long recovery process, but he said he's gonna. My dad's gonna feel thirty years younger. And I was like, that that means that in the floor below us, someone is delivering my dad's next girlfriend. <laughs> so, really great time all around. Wow. The beautiful cycle of life continues. Yeah. Yeah. We're really glad he made it, John Marco. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was I was uh, a very, you know, I say a lot of mean jokes about him, but when I saw him lying there in that hospital bed, I really thought, God, I got to write some more jokes about my mom. <laughs> you have some good ones about her too, though. You had a whole Mother's Day thing that was just so, I, you know, and I got to give it to you. I know your girlfriend, Tova. I'm a big fan of hers. And I just, uh, my heart is with her when she was going through that whole mess. She should do stand up about that. Listen, I would do anything for her to do stand up, but she's a comedy manager. And we had lunch with one of her clients the other day. And he, he did say, he said that if she did stand up, he would think it's really cool as a friend, but as a client, it would upset him very much. And I, you know, that makes sense to call your manager. And she's like, oh, I, I'm going to get to that deal in a second. I'm about to go on or have your manager call like, hey, is this funny? What, what do you think about this? I got a writing gig for you. It's 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 my opener for for my boyfriend this weekend at the Looney Bin in Oklahoma City. All right, John Marco, it's a great story, but you still did lose a point. I'm sorry to report. Oh, no. Okay. It's okay. You're just, you're neutral now. You got a point for the first one. You're just. Great. Great. I'm feeling good about this next segment. I think you're going to do well on this. So the third segment of Bundle Buzz is called Act It Out. So in this segment, John Marco, Jackie and I are going to act something out on the screen and you know we we know that podcasting is not a visual medium so we are going to ask you to describe in real time what you're seeing so our bundle buzzers can can play along with us you know right let in everyone in on the fun okay are you ready to act it out with us uh uh yes don't sound so excited okay all right jackie shall we one word. Great. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. We got a uh, balloons blowing, blow, blow, uh, expand, expand, burst, uh, grow. Uh, oh, okay. Jackie's singing, it's singing louder. Whoa. Um, uh, 
it's one word. Okay, karaoke, uh, louder. Uh, okay, I'm getting booed. I'm getting thumbs down. Oh, no, I'm bombing. Yes! Bombing. There you go. Well, all that happened was Jackie just pointed at me, and all of a sudden it all it all came clear. <laughs> all right, John Marco. So, you know, we want to ask you – if you would be so gracious to tell the story of when you bombed, you know, big time in one of your standups. We know it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did this uh, uh, bachelor bachelor party. It was, I was hired. It was my first, I was getting paid $600, which at the time was, was a big deal. Now that's, you know, the bare minimum. I will leave the apartment for. That's a joke, by the way. Just to be clear, just like <laughs> we didn't, we didn't know. We were like, he's John Marco. You're killing it out there. So I, we thought, I, yeah. I still perform for free quite often. So it was a friend of my uncle's, and it was his second marriage. So first, I like I met with his son. I was like going to do a lot of research. I really was going to put my my time in. And I I went to his son. I was like, tell me about your dad. And he was like, oh, I don't know. He's just really fucking dumb. And I was like, okay, great, 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 great. Fucking dumb, you said? Great. And then I, I went, I dressed up in a suit uh, from H&M. So I was spending like already $12 of this uh, on the suit. And I, I went, it was a steakhouse in Long Island. And when I got there, it was like a private room. They, I thought it was going to be for some reason like a Friars Club roast. Like, like Frank Sinatra would be there. To, to kind of sing a little after me. But instead, it was like just a bunch of 50-year-olds in shorts and T-shirts. And it felt like I had asked them, can I perform at this? Like, I, they were doing me a favor. There was no chair for me. I was about to perform. And, and they said, whoa, 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 wait for the steaks to get here. So I was just waiting. And they said, do you want something to drink? And I said, oh, I'd love a, a glass of Cabernet. And uh, one of the guys was like, you want a straw with that, you pussy? And so it started off with me getting roasted and I, I go into the jokes. Uh, first, the steaks come out and, you know, it takes like an hour for them because they ordered the same thing. So they have to cut and compare. And then I, I go into the material and the guy I was roasting, uh, he happened to be a little bit heavy set. And so naturally, a lot of my roast jokes were about him. Like uh, I said, yeah, let's just say his name's Larry. I was like, Larry's the kind of guy you don't want in front of you at Dunkin' Donuts. He can never decide how he wants to get diabetes. This was like early stand. It wasn't like great. Like uh, Larry, uh, it takes him an hour to get through the airport and that's just to take off his belt. Stuff like that. And like after the third one, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Enough with the fat jokes. And I was like, enough with the, I'm looking, I had, I had index cards. I'm like, that was 95% of the set was just fat jokes. And I have to do 30 minutes. That's what I've been contractually required to do. So then I move. I kind of pivot to his fiance. Um, I say, oh, Larry, everyone says you love eating out. Well, everyone except for Donna. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, hey, her son is right there. And sure enough, her son was at the end of the table. And I was like, it felt like I was roasting the fucking queen of, of England. What am I supposed to talk about? And at some point, one of his friends, I said, uh, Oh, uh, Donna always dresses to the nines to make up for the fact that she's a six. And one of his friends was like, no, she's a two. And everyone went, <gasps> and he went, a size two, that is. And Larry was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. You should have been the comedian instead of this schmuck. 
And I was like, what? That's not a fucking roast joke to say that your fiance is skinny. But uh, uh, that's that's uh, how it went. And I was looking at the clock the whole time. I think I stopped at 25 minutes because I truly had run out of material. And thank God they paid me. It had it had to have been the most uncomfortable night of all their lives. Oh, and if I remember correctly from your bundle blueprint, you said you contemplated giving up stand up at that point. It was so traumatic for you. It was just it was so it was so humiliating because when you're bombing, you're like, well, if I can't, what what skills do I have? Like, that's the only skill. If you can sing and, you know, the audience isn't into it, at least you can still sing. If I'm telling a joke and no one's laughing, it's not a joke anymore. It's just words coming out of my dumb mouth. But but in all seriousness, no, John Marco, like I feel like being a stand-up, I really admire stand-up comedians because you are continually putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable in a in a way that like nobody else does. Like not even other actors or musicians or other creatives. Like every night you're going into it being like, oh, this could go anyway. Yeah, I think it's like you get a thick skin. And uh, the the idea of bombing is not as terrifying as it once was. Sometimes big gigs, but like most of the time, like I I can go on stage in front of 150 people and not feel that anxiety anymore. I just mm. do it. Yeah. And how do you build up that resilience? Because I think for anyone listening, you know, they may not be a stand-up comedian, but we can all relate to that feeling of rejection, whether it's on a Zoom call or an parent-teacher meeting, whatever it is. So how, John Marco, share your words of wisdom of how you built up that, like, okay, doesn't matter. I, I don't care what people think of me. I mean, I'm I'm always I'm always of the mindset of uh of quantity. You just gotta do it a lot. And then for me, I was doing check spots, which is uh, that's what they call it when you perform while they they drop the checks on the audience. And it's a notoriously tough spot because they look down at the number, they look up at you, they go, not worth it. I I went I was at a club my first year. I must have done five check spots a day. Sometimes on the weekends I do eight. And when I was doing that seventh or eighth, that one in the morning for 12 people something kind of breaks you you break through the anxiety and you just go like this is insane and you get silly and punchy and if you can get to that space that's kind of where you want to live and but that just took took repetition i mean i must have done you know a thousand spots that that year so that's that's my only solution is just do it again you know what i say john marcus raisi the hardest working man in showbiz he really is Okay, John Marco, it's time for our next segment. Are you ready for a challenge? Yeah, I have to say yes. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so for our challenge cards in our bundle game, it could either be a little bit of trivia or an impression or something that helps us get to know our players a little bit better. So John Marco, I think I think we'll have a little bit of fun with this. I know Tova will when she's listening to this. In as much detail as possible, tell us the ways that you're a bad boyfriend. Oh my god. Um. Well, I uh, I'm I'm I I stand up comedy is uh, very important. I don't think I'll ever stop hearing about Tova's first birthday. She said that the birthday night was that we were going to do something that night. 
So I booked a show in the middle of the day. And that was a big no-no. Um, I hear about that quite often. So I struggle with time management. I get obsessive. My Portova, if she goes and sees me perform, she knows that the next 15 minutes will determine how much of a little bitch I am for the rest of the night. <laughs> and that, that's got to be uh, exhausting to deal with, to watch me. And I go, oh, no, he's going to be sad after this because the one joke didn't work, kind of. Um, so so that's a big one. Um, uh, bad memory. I don't know any of her friends' names. Her mom's name, I slip now and then. I forget it now and then. Uh, she has four siblings. I know one of them. Uh <laughs> I I mess up her birthday. I uh, I struggle with gifts. I've gotten better. Gotten better at the gifts. I could be narcissistic, but I've gotten better. Uh, there, there's lots. There's lots of ways I could improve. Uh, well, the only the only thing I do want to say is I do feel like you've made an effort to get to know her family. And but wasn't there an incident where you tried to hug her sister even though you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my my girlfriend she grew up a Chabad. Which is uh, oh, like, your pronunciation is getting really good, Don Marco. Thank you. You're an, you're an expert in how Chabad is pronounced, Jackie. <laughs> I heard Tova giving you a lesson on one of your Instagram videos, and I think you're getting closer to sounding like Tova. Oh, good, good. So her sister, her younger sister, is still uh, practicing. Everyone in the family has abandoned it. They're all going to hell. But her sister is still doing all the things. Basically, I went. I performed in Memphis where her family lives. They all came and saw me. And afterwards, I saw her sister for the first time in a, in a while. And I know her sister uh, uh, sort of well. So I went to give her a big old hug. And in, in that uh, religion, uh, men, uh, non-family members, are not supposed to touch women, period. Oh. Period. So I gave her a big hug. And I just remember as I went for the hug, I heard Tova go, Jamarco, no. And... I I didn't know what that was was entailing. I I I do hug sometimes and I I felt terrible once I realized I was yanked off of her sister <laughs> and uh it it felt it felt like I had really cursed her. And so the the rabbi made her, you know, whipped her 10 times on the back to make up for it. Um that's Leviticus. So uh, <laughs> Was she already enveloped in your embrace, like when you realized you were you had done wrong, or like were you just almost oh no there? oh no I was I was my hands were clasped around her back. <laughs> you were fully invested in this hug. Air hug. I had picked her up. I was spinning her around, <laughs> like oh so happy to see you. How nice that we're this close. <laughs> and it was it was it was quite humiliating. It was quite humiliating especially right after a show. Cause like I was on the high of like, you know, having a good show and then immediately feeling like I have humiliated myself. Well, John Marco, you definitely get a point for that. Again, just another, another sign of your willingness to just put yourself out there for utter and complete embarrassment. It really, I'm in. And we'll give a plug here for our, our bundle. If you have these awkward family experiences and you really want a game, oh, an amazing game, the best game to facilitate family gatherings, well, get your bundle because we can help your family gatherings be less awkward. I mean, imagine if we would have had a bundle for the reading of your dad's will. Sure, sure. You know? 
my family loved game. I, I, you know, my parents are divorced, but uh, we used to play. We used to do a family game night, and we'd always play Clue. And it, it was it was fun, but my mom would sometimes she'd get like really competitive. She'd be like, she'd be like, it was the maid in the bedroom with your father, and that. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I do like games, and I think it can bring even the most broken families back together for a moment. That should be the new tagline for Bundle, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John Marco, amazing job with that. We are on to our final category, which is the final bundle. The question for you, John Marco, if you were not worried about being commercially successful or nervous about putting yourself out there, what would be your dream project? And okay, we're asking this because I've seen you act. You're a great actor. You're a great singer. You study musical theater. So like, what is the John Marco dream project that he would do? That's very nice to say I'm a, a great singer. I I don't know. I've, I've only been booked to sing three times in my entire life. And they were all for my grandparents' funerals. <laughs> and, you know, it, that, that means I only have one concert left. And uh, <laughs> that'll be the end of my farewell tour. Um, I, let's see, dream. I mean, this is like, this is like a, a literal, like, pitch. I've always wanted to do, oh, what am I doing? I feel like I'm, I'm, I've, like, gone into an industry meeting all of a sudden. I'm like, here's the idea. No, I think, like, dream... Like I've always wanted to do like the kind of like dances Neil Patrick Harris does like before award shows, like a comedic, but like slightly sincere, but comedic, but a moment of real trueness dance number with like light singing, light singing, nothing above an E and uh, uh, some fun dance where I can be awkward and silly, but you're still like, that was pretty good though. Like, it's like, that's funny. He, you know, he doesn't take this seriously, but hey, that's pretty good. And uh, it would be that, dancing somehow, using my body. I feel like I've already seen that. There's a great Uncle Function sketch that I think you wrote. Can you tell everyone a little bit about that? It's called Hip Hop Homicide, uh, where I'm a hip hop teacher. And in, in the teaching of the moves... I try to use metaphors to explain kind of, ooh, you know, do it like this. Make this motion like you're you're petting a dog. But as I do the metaphors, you realize that uh, I have uh, kidnapped my ex-lover's dog and murdered it and thrown it into the Hudson River. And uh, the class doesn't quite know what to do with that information. And again, just an excuse for me to dance on stage. And actually, That's all it, it is. it's not the only one. There's another one where you're um, in line in airport and you're doing burlesque burlesque, dancing. burlesque businessman. I'm a businessman who uh, can only take off his articles of clothing doing a full burlesque routine. And it ends with me uh, with two heart-shaped pasties <laughs> that I spent $64 on for a sketch show that we made negative $300 on. <laughs> Well, I will say as a big fan of Uncle Function, it, it was absolutely worth it. And your dream of what you want to come across is true because not only is it funny, every time you've done that, I've been like, John Marco can move. So Thank good you. job. Good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, John Marco, as we're wrapping things up um, with our last little bit of bundle buzz, I know you have a ton of stuff coming up. What shows do you have? Tell them about Shelf Life. Where can we look for you? Your podcast, all the things with John Marco Cerezi. Sure. So uh, September 11th, that's just an important day to remember. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I mean, listen to my podcast, The Downside. 
I'm headlining in Richmond, Virginia, September 15th through the 17th. And uh, then big one in Los Angeles. I'll be head. Uh, well, Uncle Function has a show September 20th at Dynasty Typewriter. It's our first time in L.A. I'm going to be there. And, I can't wait. Yes. And then September 21st, I'm headlining the Hollywood Improv. Wow. And, uh, that's so exciting. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a big show. Uh, some industry, perhaps. So uh, when are you there, Jackie? I think I'm getting there the 18th and I'm going to stay through like the 23rd. So actually, I'll come to that also. Okay. Will you? Because you're a good laugher. I could use... Yeah, I will. It's going to be 49 very, uh, very unhappy industry people and you hopefully carrying the show. So please. But listen, Won't Jackie, drink before. Good. <laughs> Is there a Jackie, story this, to be told this here? Would, this, this would be the one. This would be the one. If you... This would... John Mark, I don't drink at your shows anymore. I'm like fully present. I'm like, you can, you can have a seltzer and you need to loud laugh and you just, you know... I, I, I'll you never. Also, you also made out at an Uncle Function show once. Am I correct? You wait, made well, out with, with who? With with your with your current. Oh, okay. I was like, I think I've made out with a couple people at Uncle Function shows. I mean, I mean, truly, I I don't know if I was doing the burlesque routine and you had to like express whatever you were feeling to the person next to you, but it it was uh, making out a sketch show. Just, just, you know what? Don't come to the Hollywood Improv show. I take it back. <laughs> That's fine. I've been on my best behavior for, for like, no, you'd be four, great. Five I, years would, I would very much like to have you there. <laughs> and also, uh, can you tell everyone about Shelf Life? Because I got to go to that taping. It was amazing. Yes, you did. You did. Uh, uh, Shelf Life, uh, this was the special I, I filmed in 2020. Kind of the COVID cases were starting to go down. And I said, well, let's get them back up. And I gathered everyone. Uh, <laughs> it, it was an outdoor shoot, socially distanced. Everyone was in pods, temperature checks, because sure, that really worked. Have you ever had you ever seen anyone get sent home from a temperature check in your Never. entire fucking life? Not a single time. Not a single goddamn time. But I was very happy with how it turned out. It's available on Amazon Prime. It's called Shelf Life. Yeah, that was my first kind of special, and it it, uh, it started me headlining on the road so i was very happy how it all turned out wow very cool well thanks john marco we know this is such a busy time for you you are just taking off and so thanks for setting the time aside to be on benzo buzz with us my pleasure best of luck to you thank you and make sure you guys follow us at the bundle game rate review and subscribe to the bundle buzz thanks john marco bye Produced by Audiogasmic, LLC.